Hello, and welcome to the Outlier Podcast, the podcast for everyone who is interested in building better homes. My name is Anthony, and I am the founder and lead designer of Outlier, and I'm passionate about creating beautiful and high-performing homes. I sit down regularly to chat with industry experts to help educate Australians about the potential of creating healthy, comfortable, and energy-efficient homes. Whether you are looking to build your forever home, renovate your existing house, or simply eager to learn more, tune in every month wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you join us on this journey. I have been very fortunate with the journey of this podcast to chat with many experts and knowledgeable people. As new people come to the podcast every week, we want to take all the highlights and helpful information from previous discussions to provide them to you to assist you with your own high performance home journey. All right. Thank you. Thank you again, Anthony. This is going to be the episode with the two Anthony. So uh, pardon me if anyone listening is confused. Um, we'll try to make it as uh, easy to understand as possible who we're chatting to. But I'm hoping the majority of the time it will be Anthony Stack, who I've just introduced before. Thanks for taking the time today, Anthony. Pleasure. Can you just tell our listeners what your um, background is and how you got started in um, providing knowledge and kits for blower door tests? No, not a problem. Not a problem. Um, where would I start? I would start in the 1990s <laughs> when I first was employed in the fire industry. Yeah. And that was my first introduction to um, a blower door kit, which, which looks totally different from the blower door kit that you picked up recently. But the fire industry itself was, uh, was using blower door technology to visually find uh, leakage points within an enclosure yeah. that was protected by a fire suppression system, a gaseous fire suppression system, uh, which was a, a move away from traditional water-based fire protection systems that we may all traditionally sort of see in buildings like sprinkler systems. Yeah. And um, how did you kind of find your way into that specific industry? Oh, by chance. <laughs> by chance. So I actually was studying architectural technology yeah. uh, when, I, when I came out of high school. And so I finished a diploma in architectural technology or an advanced diploma, and I had good drafting skills. So I applied as a uh, trainee draftee for a fire protection company and started to learn how to design fire systems. And, mm. and, and, and draw up the plans for them. And it just evolved from there. From there, I, um, I completed a diploma in fire technology and then continued on my journey in the fire protection industry and, um, and then eventually finished some postgraduate studies in, in fire risk engineering. Yeah. So my career is very fire orientated. Yeah. But, uh, but now I'm also a director of a company called Energy Conservation Technology. Um, yeah which um, basically takes the blower door and uses it for energy efficiency. What do blower door tests do? And, I mean, I guess they identify air leaks, but why is that important? Well, if we start with the, the equipment, uh, there's really no difference between, you know, a fire blower door system and an energy blower door system. Um, they do uh, quantify leakage. Um, they use different types of software, um, but they do quantify leakage. So the blower door system uh, is comprised of a, uh, a fan, mm -hmm. um, a digital manometer, and we put that fan in a doorway 
and uh, basically we are depressurizing and pressurizing the enclosure um, and we, 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 we take measurements with regards to induced pressures and what sort of leakage rate we are, uh, uh, are having at those, those varying uh, pressures. And from that, we can actually quantify in a singular point what is the collective leakage um, of an enclosure. In fire, we use that total leakage area and we, we CFD model um, the, uh, the, I guess, the, the impact on the, the gases because they, are, they have a different density than air and they, they behave differently across an opening uh, with gravity pulling down these, these agents through these openings. So we can model that. And when it comes to energy efficiency, um, it's interesting because we, we model that with regards to energy efficiency, um, mm -hmm. you know, just how, how leaky a, uh, an enclosure is because it can impact on your, how much energy you're using with regards to heating and cooling um, and your, your comfort levels, um, as well as other things like um, you know, pollutants and so forth. So uh, we don't often visually see much leakage in an enclosure when we walk through, but if you do a yeah. blower door test, and you quantify that leakage in a single hole, you would be dramatically surprised how big that actual hole is. It would be like leaving a door open potentially or leaving a window open permanently. Yeah. So when we see it in a singular form, we realise that is unacceptable. But when you break that whole leakage area, single leakage area into finer leakage points that you can't see visually, we don't notice it. And uh, it, it can play havoc on our comfort levels and our energy bills yeah I, I have to admit that um that was probably it still is the most exciting part is that initial um depressurization of a home and just walking through it and just being astonished by where air is infiltrating and just how much the blower door system to me it doesn't lie it it, it, it actually tells the truth when you like you said, when you when you subject a home to a, a depressurization or a pressurization and use a, a handheld smoke puffer on suspect leakage areas, there are so many that you can add up through every aspect or area area of your home, whether it's through through doors, windows, through power points, through wall cavities that haven't been capped off, uh, you name it, and you, uh, through fans, exhaust fans. You add all those up, and you you you're shocked at the, yeah. the total level of of, of uh, leakage area that your your home has. And once you explain that to a homeowner and say, "Look, um, I'm going to leave your window open permanently throughout yeah. the year," they would say, "You can't do that. That's unacceptable." Yeah. yeah, I would be I would be so cold or so hot during the summer, and my energy bills are going to be enormous. But they actually have that. It's just broken up into smaller points in various parts of the house. Maybe we can uh, chat about your own home, Anthony, and uh, share your thoughts. Yes, let's em <laughs> embarrassingly talk about my own home. So <laughs> I bought a home nearly a decade ago. Uh, original house was 1959. And uh, there was an extension for the previous um, owners uh, to to increase the size of the um, the house. Um, but uh, last year I embarked on a renovation. Now I'm not going to the extent of passive house, um, but I did um, subject my house to a, um, to a blower door test before we started the renovation. And um, 
um, I'm going to complete, you know, post-renovation, re uh, I'm going to subject the house to a blower door test. My results uh, on the existing house um, was about 30 air changes per hour at oh, wow. 50 pascals of induced pressure. Could you um, give our listeners a little bit of an overview of what is good and what is not so good? <laughs> So if the volume of your house, and I'll try and keep the numbers simplistic, let's yeah. just say that um, your house is, uh, you know, 500 cubic metres of volume. You've measured up all your area of your house and uh, multiplied that by the height to work out what the volume of the house is. Uh, one air change. So if my house was 500 cubic metres of volume, uh, then one air change would be 500 cubic metres per hour. And my house was 30 times that. Now, that's at an elevated pressure at 50 pascals used with the blower door, so the process can be repeat, repeated with accuracy. The house is probably naturally not going to be subjected to 50 pascals of induced pressure unless you're in some sort of cyclone conditions. <laughs> so the house does cycle with regards to um, external influences that put pressure negative and positive on the house and they could range anywhere between sort of you know zero to you know possibly you know five six seven possibly even ten pascals um, depending on the conditions but we test at an elevated to 50 pascals so we can redo with accuracy so yeah one air change is the is, is one volumetric change of that house per hour and mine was measuring 30 times that um, which is atrocious so um, you could imagine um, when you're trying to heat or cool a home, if it's that leaky and the volume of that home is changing uh, per hour, it would yeah. be just, yeah, it's like leaving, you know, putting your, your heating and cooling on and just leaving a door or two open. So my house was 30 air changes per hour. Passive house, if you were certifying your house to passive house, it's 0.6 of an air change. So it's not wow. even one air change. Yeah. Um, because passive house is is, is really a um, uh, quite a strict uh, you know technique for design um, materials construction techniques to ensure that your your house is very energy efficient. You would only go down to a 0.6 or close to 0.6 for passive house if you had some sort of heat recovery system because you do need some exchange of air because you have occupants, you have cooking, um, all these sorts of activities in the house. So you do need to change the, the, the volume of the house, but it needs to be controlled. And that's what a heat recovery system does. Um, you know, what is good? Uh, these days I've done a couple of blower door systems for some new houses that should be sort of six star rated and so forth. And some of them are, are quite respectable at um, anywhere between sort of eight and 10 air changes per hour. So um, yeah, what is good? I would say today, if you didn't have any thought associated with, uh, with air infiltration or air leakage, um, you know, 10 is probably a good point. I think a, a big question that people would have would A, be, um, is a blower door only something if you're considering passive house, which I think you've kind of already answered um, that is not. Um, and B, um, when is the right time to get a blower test done? Because as I understood it from you talking before, um, there are several different occasions uh, where you get the blower door test out in, in your home. Is that right? 
yes, yes. So for anyone that's doing a renovation or a build, or whether it's passive house or not passive house, um, you would want to sub subject the house to a blower door system before the plaster goes on. Yeah. Because once the plaster goes on, and sometimes you are using the plaster as the air barrier, but then it's probably too late if you do have leakage points behind the plaster. So you don't want to be ripping down your internal skin um, to try and find these uh, these these large, potentially well, large or minor leakage points. Um, so during the construction process, uh, once the trades have gone through, it would be nice to subject the house to a blower door test because you can um, you can quantify it. But not only that, you can use the blower door system to create a positive pressure of about. 15 to 20 pascals walk around the house with a either a thermal camera or just a handheld smoke puffer just to subject some of those suspect leakage points and if you've got an induced pressure at 15 or 20 pascals it's going to push that smoke out dramatically you'll be able to you know visually see uh, the smoke being sucked out to outside because you've got a positive you're, you're inducing the house to a positive pressure you're blowing it up like a balloon yeah. Um, and it's a great way to just walk around and just take note of where all these leakage points are, address those, and then then you put your plaster on and uh, subject your home to a, a final um, a blower door test. But anyone that, that it doesn't have to be a renovation too. It could be you can still um, you know organise a blower door test for for just a house that wants to, you know, homeowners that just want to improve their level of uh, energy efficiency. So there are some basic um, uh, things that they can do, whether it, 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 it's uh, sealing up windows and doors a bit better or uh, extraction ventilation, um, you're sealing up the cavities on top of walls if they get into the, um, to the roof, roof cavity or space. There's certain basic uh, things that can be done just to improve a, a house that's already been built. Thank you for listening to the Outlier Podcast. You can find helpful links and contact information regarding this episode in our show notes and on our website, outlierstudio.com.au forward slash podcast. If you like our show, please leave a review and make sure you subscribe to never miss a new episode. If you have further questions for us or would want to share some additional feedback, please feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time on the Outlier Podcast.